Romancing the Dungeon is intended for mature audiences, as this show contains adult themes, but not like those kind of adult themes, just sensitive stuff that some audience members may find upsetting. Content warnings for specific episodes can be found in episode descriptions. You're listening to Romancing the Dungeon, a softcore D&D podcast about heroes navigating their daily lives while looking for love in a world full of peril, monsters, and heartbreakers. Are you lonely, miserable, or just plain horny? Well, you've taken the first steps to solving your problems, or at least your dating ones. Welcome to D8. Devoted, desired, dreamy or dirty, dapper dates for dejected daters. My name is Roz Grapers, founder, CEO, and love wizard. Our questionnaire continues. What did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, when I was a kid, I wanted to grow up to be a stud. Um, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, you you wake up that morning and your head is absolutely pounding. Your throat is parched and there's just a faint knock outside your bedroom door. It's like someone just kind of tapping slightly uh, with a little bit of gusto, but they're not rapping on the door loudly or anything like that. And you just hear a voice kind of pick up. Nate, don't forget the ducks. Mm, yeah. Promise? Yeah. Okay, I'll see you later. And you just hear the sound of Cloda kind of just moving down the corridor and downstairs. And there's ruckus coming from, I can guess, and Marilla shouting after them. But you're lying there and you, yeah, the memory's coming back to you. She said something about the docks. Eight. It's a date. You have i mean judging kind of by the light outside it you've got a couple of hours to kind of maybe get up and get dressed and get ready for the for the day yeah the day is yours i will i suppose we'll prepare a like a, a bath and we have showers but like a bath a tub. um so i will um boil some water and just yeah I don't need to go into details. I, I prepare a bath and I have a Please bath. Please do. Okay. Um, <laughs> Describe yeah. every detail. I never, yeah. <laughs> um, and then once I'm sort of like washed, I kind of sort of rummage through my room to find anything that's clean. And I imagine everything, all my shirts are like slightly yellowed and like there's not a pair of pants that doesn't have a hole in it or like cut knees. So I will... Uh, take the closest thing that is to being clean and I will go downstairs to the cash box and I will take some money with me. And There's a twack on the lid <laughs> as you reach into the box. Marilla is just kind of almost like a ninja had kind of like 
hidden herself between two barrels. <clears throat> I've, I've got a date tonight. Oh, you do? Yes. With who? Who do you think? I don't know. Many a trollop has trounced through these doors on a date. And she makes little rabbit fingers. Cloda. Oh. She's not a trollop. I know she's not a trollop. She's a bastard. She's one of my little bastards. And she pulls the, the, the her little crowbar staff walking stick away. And it, it has many functions. I just need some money to make myself presentable. Uh, there's not enough money in that cash box, boy. And she just, she kind of has to chuckle to herself. And she hands you the, the cash box. You take everything and you spoil that girl rotten. You hear me? Yeah. 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 Yes. Yes. Mom. Yeah, we go. Yeah. <laughs> and take those little, and she's looking around. What? Where in Brogue's name are those little beasts gone? And you don't see any sign of Iger Jess. <laughs> oh. Oh. Mm. That pub is not a. And she's just kind of, her chest is all kind of puffy and she's getting red in the face. Mm. Go on. And she's kind of like shooing you on. You're going to go buy something to wear, is it? or Yeah, something to wear. Um, so I can't imagine there's a, a ton of money. So I'll, I'll go to like, I can't, I can't really go to like a proper like tailor. So I, I imagine like <laughs> the equivalent of... Hot Topic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Cold Point. <laughs> it's your favorite store. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm, I'm just going to keep it basic. I think just like a nice uh, collarless shirt um, and some uh, pants and uh, like stockings and, uh, and some brogues. Okay. Yeah, you find like you're, you're, because it's, it, I mean, Merlo would tell you it's your money as well as that is hers, but you're always kind of conscious of that it's her money like mm. she owns the copper rabbit um but you you do kind of get some fairly nice looking threads uh, and it costs you the better part of you know 50 silver pieces mm-hmm. uh give me a perception check uh 22 you you clock uh and you don't remember seeing them the odd time that you kind of wandered out with uh cloda on on business or errands for marilla or when you went out you know to get some air yourself or some some of your own supplies or just to wonder you don't remember seeing them as, as many but there are dozens of posters hanging from like shop fronts and, and lampposts and they've all got Quillo Isidrim's face on them and you you remember him he's that squirrely uh, Shaderkai Elfia's brother and then you remember Cloda saying she bumped into Fia, and there's a dinner, a family dinner in a couple of days that you've all been invited to, that you're going to. And then you just, yeah, you kind of, you take notice uh, of the time uh, and the the docks are a bit away uh, on foot. If you kind of, if you walk with a bit of pep in your step, you'd make it maybe a little bit after eight, but you'd be there. Do I have time to go home and get changed first or am I, or did I change? I, I just assumed she was wearing it out of the shop. Oh, yeah. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. I'm that rich. <laughs> um, uh, in that case, then, I if that, if, that, if that was the plan, I probably would have brought something with me. I'm going to, like, 
slick back my hair just so that it's not just like I'm gonna put more effort in than I've ever put in before. Hmm. Um, that like I think I think as much as it's like uh, I've bought sort of like as you said like it sort of came in a box. It was one sort of thing. It's like it's my style, but it's also there is a, a slight element of the clothes wearing me a little bit, and even the hairstyle I just feel a bit like stiff. I'm just okay. kind of uncomfortable um, because I care. <laughs> so it's a little bit yeah it's kind of just a, i feel a bit weird i think okay and yeah I'll, I'll i'll make my way to the docks i mean you know the you know the the streets of, of tesrab uh like the back of your hand and you duck and, and dive um kind of between stall owners who are packing up and as you kind of meander back through the market square you notice that there's a lot less stalls like even though people are getting ready you don't see as many set up there wouldn't be produce or there wouldn't be merchandise out on them, but there's there's fewer and fewer stall owners. You can just see over the the tops of some of the buildings just the the, 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 the shimmer of the moon on the, the surface of Lake Capulet. And as you round an alleyway, just bring you out onto the docks and the warehouse district, you just see standing there under an archway the glowing form of Hephaesta. Tinderson. Do I see him? Yeah. Nate! Oh my god, Nate, Nate, Nate! And I like I run up to him and like kind of throw myself into his arms and like like grab his his biceps. I'm just like Nate! Oh my god! Oh thank god! Oh my god, Nate! Oh uh, um uh, uh hi hi. I need you. I need your help. I oh my god! Please 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 please. Are you okay? Or I... no? Please, it's it's an emergency. It's Fia. Please, I need help. Uh, is this gonna take? Nate, it's it's an emergency. Okay, yeah, it's, okay, okay. Please. Yeah, oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, what, uh, what's wrong? I just please come with me. I I I I can explain in a minute. I just we have to go. It, it it's it's time sensitive. Okay. Oh yeah, let's go. Let's go. I just I grab his hand and I start running back toward what is my apartment. Okay. Nate, you're led kind of backwards almost out into the market square and the market district right up uh, into the southern part of of, of Tezrab. The libraries here there's several official buildings and some hoity-toity kind of restaurants and galleries. It, it is the artist district. And you are led into the building. Yeah. Um, and I just drive straight up the stairs straight to my apartment. So we get to my door and I unlock it and I just throw the door open. I'm like, come on, come on, please. Yeah, I go in. Okay, so you step in and... The bed is covered in what is most likely very dried blood um, and loads and loads and loads of it. And there are clothes everywhere. And I whip around and I pull out a piece of paper and I go, I got this invite for uh, a family dinner at Fia's and I just, I have nothing to wear. Say what? I don't, like, look at, look at this shit. It's horrible. Like, who dresses me? Me? It's awful. Can you help? Look, like, everything's covered in like blood. Like I can't wear that. Are you are you are you kidding me? I... No. Come on. Oh fuck this! And I just I to turn to leave. Nate, come on! It'll be just like old times. We'll get naked. We'll get dressed. I stop and I turn. I Give just... me a wisdom saving throw, Nate. Sorry. Okay. Um, that is three the mark on your back 
you you hadn't paid attention to it since that night um, in the flats to Monsieur. You you haven't really thought about that night. And just as Hephaestus says, it could be like old times. You remember the blade and the point and what she did. She, what she gave up um, and what she sacrificed. And then you remember all the dates previous and the, the nights out and the fights and the, the makeup that would happen afterwards and the fight that would indirectly follow that and just the, the chaos and the energy. And you kind of, you're trying to kind of make sense of it all. And then as you kind of, as you settle into it, you just feel the clothes on you and how uncomfortable they are. Where have you been? Around, what do you mean? I came back. Why are you, why are you being so weird? What are you talking about? This isn't you, this isn't... I, I, uh, I'm so confused. Um, just w- w- look where, where, whatever. Okay, you'll you'll look great. Okay. You really think so? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cute. Can I? Can I? Can I go now? Or what are you doing? Why are you dressed like that? Because I'm, 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 I've, I've got business. I've got stuff to do. Ooh, business. Need to become a big business boy. Fine, whatever. If you're going to abandon me in my time of need. Oh my god. Okay, what, what else do you need me to do? Help me pick something. I so there's just clothes there's just clothes everywhere. Everywhere. There's clearly dried blood. Some of them are stuck to it. <laughs> The bed is definitely crusted with it. Um, the you see just clothes everywhere, like just everywhere, scattered. Um, can I do a perception check for anything that's clean? <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> with disadvantage. <laughs> You see a dress, crawl away. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is, oh Jesus, uh, 12. Most of the stuff is contained like to one very disorderly pile, but just kind of glancing around just over your shoulder, uh, there kind of against the back of a chair, you just see kind of a long, black, lacy, almost sheer dress. I'll just go pick that up. I'll look, uh, this. What about this? That one. Oh, that's that's a naughty number, Nate. I can wear that if that's what you want. I mean, uh, yeah, that's kind of your style, I suppose. So, okay. Thanks. You're welcome. We we good. Oh yeah, we're great. Go on. Bye. Okay then. Bye. Festa takes the the dress from your hands and just kind of stands there waiting for you to leave. You're heading back out. Yeah, I'm. I'm just going to sort of back away slowly, <laughs> <laughs> and then 
Raise my eyebrows. Mm? Just a little finger wave. Toodaloo. Okay, bye. <laughs> I turn to leave. Okay. Um, you you just kind of bolt straight back down the stairs, completely flummoxed by <laughs> that. Yeah. Whatever that was. Whatever. Did she hit her head? Is it like is she is she trying something new? And you just you can't get the thoughts of her out of your head and the way she behaved and slowly the the just the, that last remark about if that's what you want me to wear and then you remember the last time she wore that dress and you kind of you stumble out onto the street and you don't really see where you're going when you lose your footing and you stand almost ankle deep uh, into a puddle uh, and you are just soaked fuck uh, in relation to like the docks how, like where am I how far away am you I? are on foot you are about 40 minutes I'm, uh, am I late at this point or <laughs> yes so you're going to be two hours late I suppose all I can do is go to the docks and see you head to the docks and the the warehouse district and the docks just kind of they stretch across the shore of the of Lake Capulet and from the the market district out onto the docks down towards the warehouses uh, you start your your walk Uh, this is where it's easiest for people in the slum district to meander down if they wanted to go down to the to the lakeside or that um, and you walk the entire stretch um, up and down, uh, kind of taking time to kind of peer down any kind of the side alleys or side streets, uh, even kind of down into the, the, the steps of the warehouses. You don't see Cloda. Give me a perception check. It's a 10. On your return walk uh, down one of the wider streets you see two little figures they're kind of looking around uh, they're trying to hide they're trying to be as sneaky as they're possible they're wearing little black robes and everything but they're kind of looking around and then you just see them duck under some rope uh, and they make their way into a rather large dilapidated looking warehouse I'm gonna pretend like I didn't really see them but sort of walk in that direction to sort of uh, investigate without raising suspicion. Okay. You kind of approach and just, you, 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 they are not the stealthiest of um, burglars and you just hear, just go and just, just, and then just kind of, like, if Marilla finds out we, we're in here, she's going to beat the living daylights out of me. And I guess, but that's a risk I'm willing to take. Uh, uh, <laughs> and you, you clearly hear just their their echoed argument, kind of just reverberating inside the empty warehouse. Mm. As I can just seem to be infiltrating this spot. I'm going to hang and see what they do. You, you, you hear like some noise inside, kind of rattling and kind of stuff falling. It's like, remember. This is a secret. And they're they're there a while. They're there nearly an hour. Mm. And you just see a, a little while later, 
Jess comes out and Ike follows kind of uh, in pursuit. Again, Ike with a little stick kind of prodding Jess along. Jess drops something heavy with a kind of a clunk. Mm. And then you just hear, but make it really big. And, and, and use the big words. Remember, use the really big one. Give me a stealth check actually from where you are here with advantage because they, they didn't spot you when they came out first. Okay. 16. You've kind of ducked into the small little, um, the little kind of path down into Gregor's cask and wine emporium and you're using kind of the, the barrels and the crates out front to kind of, kind of give you a bit of shelter uh, and blocking their view but you can see them clearly. And you can just see Ike with a big old can of paint and Jess with a brush just painting something. It's dark. You can see him making big, big motions um, but you can't quite see what he's doing or painting. Okay. Um, I think I think at this point I'm going to sneak up behind him and just sort of what I'm going to attempt to do because I'm sure I'll have to roll is I want to kind of like sneak up and sort of poke my head between the two of them and be like what you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're writing a message to a rival gang. What are you doing? I mean community service. (laughs) Right, Jess? And Jess is like community service. I like that. Uh, for the community. Am I going to have to tell Marilla about your community service? Um, and he just, just starts wailing. And Ike is like, only if you want to start and have kneecaps. <laughs> <laughs> you want to help? Can I see what they've written so far? Um, so far, you just see in big white letters, kobold kings. And you know that as the name of one of the street gangs in Tethrab. And is this sort of like a, a Fagan kind of like, you know, like a, a, a gang of kids or is it like a gang? <laughs> uh, it's a gang gang. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I mean, guys, I don't know why you're doing this. You've got a pretty cushy gig in the Copper Rabbit. Why are you stirring up trouble? Yeah. We're not stirring up trouble. We're doing community service. I'm going to take a little look around, see if I can spot a bottle of whiskey. Just give me a roll of a d20. That's a natural one. Oh, God. So you pick up a bottle of white spirits. Yes. (laughs) The the closest thing to hand, actually, is white spirits. Uh, And I don't think you want to drink that. (laughs) Uh, you are very, very, very sober. Uh, okay, well, in that case, I'll just take a big old sniff of that white spirits. Okay. <laughs> okay. Give me a constitution saving throw. <laughs> this is going to go well. Eight. You get a rather warm feeling mm. emanating from your face that kind of just rolls out the back of your head and everything just gets very light and you feel... Just, you feel good. Okay. And you see just, you know, you kind of, you kind of shut your eyes and you can, you take a breath in and you can smell the paint. You can smell the white spirits. You smell the, 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 the kind of the breeze carrying the aroma of the lake and everything is just, yeah, everything is just good. And then just kind of at the back of your mind, you just see... Hephaestus in that black 
sheer dress mm-hmm. and standing next to her is Clola uh, in her smock and her kind of her muck out clothes for working in the bar, like her little mm-hmm. uh, dress and, and blouse. And Ike is shoving a paintbrush into your hand. <laughs> oh, uh, hello. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't do that. And I just kind of closes up the bottle. <laughs> Jess um, puts it back into the bag. <laughs> we need to make a statement here. Um, so we've got cobalt kings. Something, something. <laughs> I mean, you can't, you gotta go, Is you gotta go with the classic. Cobalt kings eat shit. <laughs> okay, how many e's in shit? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's got to be a, like at least three. Okay. Am I right? And they she they just get she. to work. <laughs> That's what they write. They write eat she <laughs> uh, with like three e's. Uh, so it's s h e e e i t sheet and they spend the next little while with your help painting and Ike is occasionally like trying to hold you up as you wobble um <laughs> it's like wow and I'm supposed to be the child <laughs> I'm gonna look around is is Festa and Clodis all there or no they no? were just part of a fear and loathing in Las Vegas montage yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah okay um I'm just gonna start shouting <laughs> Cobalt Kings, eat my poo! <laughs> Ike and Jess are just start, they just start laughing. They're like, they're loving this. <laughs> is, is, he, is he all, Ike, is he all right? <laughs> I, just, mm. I, I, I just shrug his shoulders. I just gotta keep my shirt white. And then I just start like painting my shirt. Oh my God. <laughs> Ike, seeing this, just starts painting herself as well. And, and Jess is like, Jess is like having a look. I must stay clean. I just, I, I just elbow her hand into her. Oh, like, no. so she paints herself. Uh, uh, yeah, Jess just psh, right. And then I look at Ike and I'm like, yeah. Ike from like the top of her forehead down to her knees is just a streak of white paint, and you just see like kind of the the yellow of her eyes and like the pink of her gums and her tongue and her lips just kind of like staring up at you like kind of. Back at you, and then she's swinging the stick over her head. And, and, and the Koba and the kings, they, they eat cheese, and you are beasties. And then you just hear kind of uh, a commotion. Oh, oh, okay, okay, it's quiet. And you can kind of you feel your heart beating in your skull, like it's that. And you just hear Ike going, Scarper! Uh, and Ike just bolts it. Uh, and Jess runs in a different direction. <laughs> I will sort of just hug the wall. <laughs> like, I'm just not going to be able to just gonna hug the wall. You just feel, you just hear, Oi! And someone grab the scruff of your neck and pull you back from the wall. And you see several people, halfling, dwarf, a couple of humans, a couple of elves, uh, an Aracorcoran, and a dragonborn just stand, stand there with his arms crossed. The fuck are you doing in our property? Oh, 
Oh, is it? Oh, oh. Okay, I see what's happened. And I pointed them with the paintbrush. I go, this is your property. Uh, and a couple of droplets of the paint flick on the dragonborn. Yeah. See, I, and I flick it back at me, and I sort of <laughs> react. Ugh. Um, so I, I, I thought this was... Um, I'm very sad. <laughs> I've been, I just, I, um, I'm not really feeling myself right now. I thought this was my house. Not, and I flick it back. <laughs> and he reacts not, as you get to uh, his eyes. Uh, I didn't know it was your house. And pray tell, why exactly did you think it was appropriate then? To paint fucking cobalt kings eat shit in in my house. It's your house. It's your house. Um, it's because I thought it was my house. And the dragonborn just kind of turns his head, and as he does, the light kind of catches his skin, and you see that he is copper. His skin just kind of glistens uh, under the the light of the the lamps overhead. And he just nods and he goes, Larry. And the guy who's got you by the scruff just twacks you into the wall and everything goes dark <laughs> as you black out. Mm. And then you hear a voice. Don't forget the ducks. Oh, that's, that's a naughty one. I can read that. That's such a one. And everything goes really, really quiet for the long time and you feel really good. Um, just because you're you're alone and you're fine and there's no one to kind of bother you and then there's just kind of a light in the distance just kind of peeking through the darkness and you hear the familiar voice of Eugenia Flatstone love yourself the good hurts and the bad hurts and the light just kind of rushes around you and you are slapped in the face with very stale water and you gasp for air. Hello? Um, what? He's up, boss. And you find yourself tied to a chair in a warehouse surrounded by several men and women all in black leather jackets all wearing little metal crowns and all with little cobalt tattoos on the tops of their hands or on their forearms. Mm-hmm. And a dragonborn approaches you. Hello. If it isn't the fucking chap that owns this place. Me? Oh, sorry. Um, hello. Jesus, Larry, how hard did you hit him? Uh, <laughs> and he shrugs his shoulders. You not got something to fucking say? Uh, Not enough to fucking deface our property and then fucking write that bullshit message out front? I sort of, I take another little look around and I see the little crowns on their heads and I go, Oh, you're the Cobalt Kings. Is he ever fucking laugh? <laughs> and the dragonborn gets really in your face now. What the fuck do you think you are? 
I mean, I'm not 100% on that. But um, my name's Nate. It's nice to meet you. And the, the, the gang are all kind of looking at you and they, they look at the dragon bar and they're all kind of, I don't know who Nate is. <laughs> uh, we're going to need a bit more than that. Um, who do you fucking work for? Who are you repping? Oh, no. Uh, oh, um, who am I repping? Like, oh, uh, oh, uh, I suppose I kind of, um, just kind of do my own thing, really. I don't, I don't rep anybody. You must have fucking balls bigger than your brain. <laughs> I mean, it's not the first time I've heard that. <laughs> Uh, a woman in the back just snickers <laughs> uh, and then she kind of stops herself and she kind of adjusts the crown in her head so you're not repping for anybody but you want to write that fucking message on the wall then yeah I mean I suppose I've really got much to lose have I the dragonborn rears back and on a 26 he just buries his head uh, into yours take eight damage okay uh, as he just cracks his skull into yours and your your head's already pounding oh oh fuck me okay we good he's got I think he's got a death wish boss no we're not fucking good I got half my lads outside painting my fucking wall again it's nice to be busy, isn't it? He just open palm slaps you across the the, the face. I'm gonna ask you one last fucking time, Nate. Why'd you fucking do it? Why'd you have to disrespect the kings? I mean, I've got nothing else on, so. <laughs> oh yeah, that's gonna hurt. Uh, seventeen. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. seventeen damage. <laughs> Take six damage as he punches you right into the gut. Oh! Everyone's a little bit, and even even the dragonborn's a little bit like, what the fuck is this guy made of? Um. Well, that you. They're usually unconscious by now. <laughs> and he kind of just, he just throws his hands up uh, and he turns his back on you for a moment. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. Go on, have another go. Give me, give me a persuasion. <laughs> With disadvantage, because you just said that. Wait, which ones he's persuading you for? <laughs> With disadvantage? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, persuasion is uh, oh fuck <laughs> it's, uh, do you know what I, I, I rolled a 2 but I have plus 10 on persuasion so that's 12 <laughs> <laughs> the dragonborn turns and just with his fist clenched he he just wears back and he just lunges straight towards you with it and he stops about an inch shy of your nose as you say, do it again. Mm. Uh, or, you know, do you want another go? Don't fucking tell me what to do. 
and he just unclenches his fist. Untie the prick. And Larry kind of just <laughs> scrambles uh, to untie you. You fucking watched yourself, mate. You've made an enemy. The Cobalt Kings don't eat shit. <laughs> and uh, Larry kind of pulls you up out of the chair as you're untied and shoves you towards the door. Everyone's a little bit like, what? what, what, what? What's he doing? <laughs> Be the sheriff. Sure. A few people are like, help him. And the, the dragonborn just kind of stomps over to a pile of just crap. Like just trash. Uh, and he just starts kicking the shit out of the box. And a few other bits and pieces. Just sort of look to his the rest of his gang and I sort of go, <laughs> and I, I just I, I just leave <laughs> that, uh, the woman that snickered a little bit around just kind of like she kind of does that <laughs> and she kind of waves uh, as you leave okay I'll give her a little wave back and I'll, I'll head back to the copper rabbit I suppose what's your passive perception my passive perception uh, it's like your perception on your thing plus 10 isn't it yeah 13 you head back towards the, the the copper rabbit and occasionally kind of looking over your shoulder. Don't see anything. As you head down the, the small little alley, uh, in barefoot alley, the little side street, uh, and towards the door, you... The outside door, the kind of the security door, still shut. Okay. Sort of take a look in the window if I can see anyone. In. Give me a perception check. Sorry. Oof. Oh, it's a six. <laughs> you don't see anybody. You don't hear anybody. Okay. Can I Can I try the door? Can I... Yeah, as, as you kind of give it... You try that, the handle on it to kind of, try to push it in. It just rattles. It's dead. Right. <laughs> can I check my pocket and see if I still have, like, cash on me? You have nothing on you. Um, like you give yourself kind of a full kind of like kind of pat down the, the money from the the copper rabbit. You, I mean, you spent fifty silver pieces. You had it when you left Hephaestus. Mm. You had it when you got to the warehouse district. You don't have it now. Can I just do a quick little investigation see if I can see any white paint anywhere? <laughs> Flecked around the place. Yes. <laughs> That's a sixteen. You do actually see. <laughs> A tiny little orc handprint uh, on the corner of one of the walls leading down the back alley of the Copper Rabbit. It's where uh, like a lot of the heavier goods would be unloaded. It leads kind of just to the backyard uh, of the Copper Rabbit. Marilla had aspirations of having like an, an open courtyard for, you know, fancy functions like weddings and stuff. Uh, <laughs> it's never manifested. But you do, you see a little handprint kind of on the edge of the corner. And as you follow it around, you do, you see kind of a, a tiny little cellar window and it is open. And you see... A couple of handprints on the ground and around the edges of it as if someone had tried to kind of wrangle or squeeze their way in. Um, I'll poke my head inside and say, hello. Oh, don't hello me, you little bastard. Oh, God. Get your ass in here now. <laughs> okay, I'll try and squeeze through the little window. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you do. It is uncomfortable and tight, but your light frame allows you to kind of uh, squeeze in through. I mean, it's 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 more just awkward than anything else. And you have to kind of get onto a, a shelf, and then you're kind of clambering down it. And they're set with 
uh, her arms folded, still holding the copper rabbit in her left hand, uh, is Marilla on a stool blocking the exit and the stairs up. The hell times you call this, Nathaniel. I mean, um, it's got to be like 12, 12, oh, 12 don't you get smart with me, you little prick. Huh? I didn't raise you to be like that. Where? Where? Here? Um, I mean, I, I was, I went to go for my date, um, got a little sidetracked, um, met uh-huh. some friends, yep. um, got the shit kicked out of me. Oh, I can see that. Here I am. My friends. So I take a little look around, <laughs> um, at the like little white handprints and, and, uh, oh. look back at her and say, uh, uh. <laughs> Don't know if I'm necessarily at liberty to say. <laughs> I don't laugh, but this is yeah. Sam laughing, not not me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm scared. <laughs> oh, don't you? Oh, don't you worry about those two, those little bastards. Uh, and she starts. She taps the copper rabbit off the ground. Oh yeah, they got dealt with. You know, I mean, I just I was just trying to keep them out of trouble. That's all. So, Huffin' Spirits, Peyton Graffiti, Breaking Hearts. The night didn't really go as planned. I don't know, I don't know what else you want me to say. You know what, Nate? Don't say anything. We're good. I'm not mad. Just really disappointed. And she hops off the stool and she makes her way upstairs. I'll get breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will, uh, Take a little look at myself, smarten myself up as best as I can, and I will. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go up to the bar. You hear kind of beast coming up. Too much for the. Not able. Not even. I'm finished making this. Uh, and you hear kind of ripping and tearing and kind of metal clanging inside. And a few moments later, like a tray comes out and like Brilla's holding it overhead. She just drops it onto the bar mm. and there's like a glass of water slightly discoloured mm. and a crust of bread <laughs> and she heads upstairs. <laughs> We're closed. Thank you. Beasted. She just... No, you're not a beasted. You're Daniel. She just heads upstairs. <laughs> um, I'll... Take a little look around for any sign of life. There's nobody. The kitchen's empty. The bar's empty. The place is clean. In the kitchen, you do find several rags stained white. Uh, like, <laughs> obviously, blotches of white paint on it. You can't recall the last time you've heard the copper rabbit. This quiet. I, uh... I'll just... I'll leave my crusty bread in my discoloured water. And I'll, uh... Head upstairs and... 
think if I if I pass Clodagh's room, I'm just gonna press my ear to the door. See if I can hear anything. You hear just the faint sound of what sounds like a harp. Someone just kind of rolling the strings. They're not playing it. They're just kind of just running their fingers across them. It's very low and very faint. You don't hear anything else. Hmm. I go to my room. You head uh, into your room, and on your your room hasn't been cleaned. <laughs> Still a. Uh, Red is refusing to do it, and Clodagh's not going to do it. But on your pillow, there is a small, square little envelope. And it's just Nathaniel, Obsidian, McKnight, and family. The Copper Rabbit, Barefoot Alley, Tesra. And inside, you find an invitation to a potluck dinner at Burbage and Sons uh, in Barefoot Alley. At the behest of Fia and Quillo Burbage. And Una Isidrum. Marilla and Cloda have been invited. Okay. And then uh, when is that happening? Two nights from now. I just sort of frisbee it to the floor and I go to bed. <laughs> That's it for this week's episode. You were listening to Amber as Hephaestus, Sam as Nathaniel Obsidian McKnight, Louise as Fia, James as Kyle, and special guest Eilish as Cloda Metamoon. A big thank you, as always, to Ghost of Red Mountain for our amazing theme song, Haunted. Make sure you check out their YouTube channel. I'm Declan, your Dungeon Master. We're back in two weeks for another episode. Until then, why not check out our Discord server, D8 Dungeon? You can back the show for some sweet rewards on Patreon. Leave us a heartfelt review wherever you listen to your podcasts, or tweet us your thoughts and emotions at D8 Dungeon. No, this is about it. <laughs> it's all in the posts. We, we make miracles. <laughs> Mostly. Uh, give or take.